Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Welcome back to Tweet Trends. Today is National Fluffernutter Day. So yeah, I'd never heard of this before, so I had to do a little research, and here's how it goes. Fluffernutter is a type of sandwich made up of marshmallow fluff and peanut butter. Fluffernutter, the fluff and the nuts, Fluffernutter. Yeah, and it originates from Massachusetts. And this just really had me... I I was blown away because I'm like, so this is a thing, right? So completely different note. I had a burger over the weekend that had peanut butter on it and it wasn't bad. So I'm thinking maybe Fluffernutter might be okay. Possibly by the end of the show, I will have tasted one to see what I think. But I couldn't help get the thought out of my head that, you know, whoever came up with Fluffernutter That day that they put those two things together, they were just doing a little too much. Like, really? So that's what today's show is all about. People that are doing just a little too much and probably should stop. (laughs) So let's get started. So before I get into this first story, let me just say this. Disclaimer. I'm not saying that Fluffernutter isn't good because I haven't tried it before. I'm just saying that the day that they thought to put those two things together, they were doing a bit much. And right now, I'm going to put two stories together into one because these two people were doing a bit much. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to The Breakfast Club, but there's a guy on that show. His name is Charlemagne the God. And he does this segment on their show called Donkey of the Day. In my opinion, these two people deserve Donkey of the Day. First one. So now there is this journalist by the name of Ben Watson. Now, he's not the bad guy in this situation, but he was coming through um, customs uh, and there was this customs and border patrol officer that was reviewing his passport. And when Ben told him that he was a journalist, then the officer was like, so you write propaganda, right? And Ben's like, no, I'm a journalist, you know, and dude would not give him his passport back until he agreed with him. Like Ben was like, at first I thought he was joking. And then I'm looking at him in the eye and he's looking at me in the eye, kind of like, so do you write propaganda? And you know what the answer is. Like, it wasn't like, I want to know your answer. It was like, I'm trying to let you know what your answer is. That's doing a bit much. You know, you are an officer of uh, Customs and Border Protection. You're not supposed to be grilling people about what they do and how they do it. And if they do what you think they do. That Okay, so he is the first donkey in this situation. And this other one, because I just couldn't let both of these stories go by and I didn't want to have to pick between one of them. But the other one is a high school teacher. He's been put on administrative leave because he put a threatening Facebook comment about a news story about the young girl, Greta Thunberg. 
And that blew me away because Greta is 16 years old, I believe. And this dude teaches high school. And so let me tell you what his comment was about. So um, from what I understand, Greta was visiting their area and this teacher had the nerve to put on a post underneath this article about Greta, don't have my sniper rifle. Seriously? Are you kidding me? You are a freaking teacher. Like, so here's my takeaway from this. People are getting a tad bit too comfortable feeling like they have the right to say whatever, do whatever, threaten whoever, and think they can just get away with it. Where is this entitlement coming from? Some would say it's coming straight from the top, from the White House. Could be, but seriously, come on, guys. Now, this next story is about Scotland's 195 year old Glen Livet Distillery. They're selling three whiskeys a zesty citrus, spice, and wood, as they should, right? They're an alcohol company, so they can do that. Um, and they've got this um, new packaging. And I'm going to argue both sides of this matter here. But I think either way, they're doing the most. The They have the these three flavors that are packaged in biodegradable capsules as part of an event in London. So close your eyes and imagine this. The way that they're, um, they're pushing this is that you don't need ice, you don't need a stirrer, you don't even need a glass. What they've done is they've redefined the way that you can enjoy your whiskey by introducing these little capsules that look like Tide Pods. Yes. So if you think back to like 2018, 2017, where there was this huge epidemic of people eating, especially little children, eating the pod, the, excuse me, the Tide Pods because they looked like candy. Well, now we've got the whiskey people putting the whiskey in the little pods. So the bad side is we've already had this issue with washing detergent and little kids getting a hold to it. And so kids are going to see this if they can get close to them and think the same thing like, oh, this is this looks yummy. You know, almost kind of looks like a little gummy bear and a little instead it's like a little pillow. <laughs> and then they put it in their mouth and all of a sudden this little pouch just dissolves and then they get a rush of whiskey or shot and Oh my gosh, and you've got little kids stumbling all over the place, you know, just slurring their speech. Not that they don't do this already. Little kids in in a lot of ways kind of are like little drunk people <laughs> because they tell the truth all the time. They stumble over themselves, you know. They do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the bad side of it. But then the good side is, you know what? The tide people were the ones that went left field with this when they put their detergent in little capsules that made it look like candy. At least this is something edible, right? So uh, I don't really know 
which side of this argument I should be on? Should I be on, well, you know, the Tide people were wrong because they did this. And, you know, the Scotch people, hey, can I try a couple? (laughs) I mean, I can imagine this would make it way easy to smuggle your alcohol into uh, sporting events and stuff like that because it's not in a it's not in a a flask or a bottle or anything. It's like, oh no, these are my candies. I I have some candy in my purse. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. You pick a side. Let me know what you think. Let's take this next story all the way over to China, where the pig farmers are trying to right or wrong, so to speak. Now, they didn't do a thing. They didn't mess things up. But there was an outbreak uh, among the pigs in China where there was some type of like swine flu. And this epidemic wiped out some of the pig farmers' herds of pigs, which then caused pork prices to go up and also even the price of piglets for the pig farmers to um replenish their their uh their herds of pigs um so what they're deciding to do now is to fatten the pigs that they already have a lot fatten them up a lot <laughs> so that they can um make some money so to speak uh so the typical pig ranges somewhere between 250, 300 pounds that they would sell. Now there's this one pig farmer in particular who has a pig that is 1,102 pounds. And so the way that the article read was that the giant pigs are as heavy as polar bears. Now, somehow or another, when I read it, I saw that it said that they were as big as polar bears. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I got to see a picture, but they're saying that they're as heavy because I was thinking tall and, you know, towering and these pigs are going to start walking on two legs. And I, my imagination just went completely out the window. And, um, but that's not where it was going with this, but they even have a picture of a girl riding on the back of one of these humongous pigs and it, he's amazing. (laughs) I've got no other way to describe it. He is amazing, but So they can pretty much get a little bit over a dollar per pound for these pigs. So they're like, you know, we had a hit a rough patch. Our pig numbers are low. It's going to be hard for us to make this loot. So let's fatten up the ones that we have and sell them off. And we'll figure out how to replenish the herd later on. Now, the thing that I don't understand, though, is that so a bigger pig, you know, you fatten them up. So you get bigger pig knuckles and pig's feet. You get longer, fatter pigtails. Um, you even get more um, crackling, the pig skin. But do you get a better pork product by fattening the pigs? Do you get more meat in your bacon or is it more fat in your bacon because you fatten the pig up more? You know, so that that's my question. Are you really getting more pork out of it or just pork flavor because it's going to be pig fat and it, that's better than nothing? I don't know. My my whole interpretation of this is 
yeah, the farmers are, are, they're doing the most right now. <laughs> I think there's probably a better way, but I think in times of uh, confusion and frustration, you do the quick thing, the easy thing, and then you figure the rest out later on. And that is another episode of Tweet Trends in the books. Before I move on, though, let me say this. I did try the Nutter Fluffer. I mean, excuse me, Fluffer Nutter. <laughs> I made one and I I used, I didn't have Fluffer, so I had to use the the huge jumbo marshmallows. I had some of those for making s'mores. Um, that and some natural peanut butter on a Hawaiian hot dog roll, put it in my toaster oven so it could kind of melt a little bit to be a little bit more like fluffer. And then I only ate a fourth of it, but I tasted it nonetheless. And it tasted like a sweet peanut butter sandwich. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't anything like, you know, there were fireworks or anything going off and hearts in my eyes. Nothing like that. Although I do feel like I need to go outside and run around the block a couple of times because yeah, it definitely feels like the pounds are just jumping on me right now. And I only ate a fourth of the sandwich. So like I said, I just wanted to put that out there that I tried the Fluffernutter. And although I'm not a fan, you know what? I can still celebrate the day. Outside of that, head on over to Twitter and you can find all of the topics that I talked about today. And while you're there, go ahead and follow me at Hey Yvette, that's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E, or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. All right, guys, have a great one and I will see you on Thursday.